Hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. And just like that, Maddie has evolved into her final form of hobo with this fucking amazing Udi. Like, this is probably my favorite product that I've ever purchased in my life. Well, for, for first of all, for our listeners that don't know what an Udi is, <laughs> I'm calling it a slanket. I like that. I like that term. Because it's like a sweater blanket. Mm-hmm. Hoodie. Oh, it's a hoodie. Yeah, it's like a hoodie. But I don't know why they call it Udi. Like, you would think they'd say, like, booty, boot, booty, blanket hoodie i don't know but bloody blue but then that's kind of like blood you know so then that would be kind of weird yeah i don't know so these things are like fleecy on the inside Mm. with a hood they are incredibly oversized (laughs) like we could probably fit in one together and still have room for another person i've literally put pierre in while he's sitting at his desk i've literally lifted it and put him inside with me and both of our heads are popping out of this like hole yeah it is comical it's like unnecessary but very necessary at the same time especially for work from home play from home record from home Mm -hmm. drink at home eat at home oh I didn't tell you my boss she called me in like morning randomly and um so I answer the call and I'm wearing this and she's like what is this like comfort abomination that you're wearing um, and I literally put my, my laptop down and I just showed her and I literally did like a runway walk and I was like, this is, um, this year's winter line of Maddie's like hobo formation. Look at it. Yes. No shape to me. I will always be wearing no. this. Like, and she was just laughing and she was like, that is amazing. And I was like, yes. And I have to thank you actually, Alina, because I didn't know this thing existed until I was looking for a birthday gift for you. <laughs> and I found it and I was like, she's going to fucking love this. And then when yes. I saw you and Mark wearing it. Because I think Mark has now stolen this from you. Yeah, he wears it more than I do. That's what I thought. Yes, for sure. Um, and I and was it's like, huge on him. So <laughs> I know it's so amazing. I love how big it is. Um, so cozy, though. It really is. And so when I saw the both of you, and I was like, oh fuck, I really need to get myself one. Um, and as you know, I'm a big Rick and Morty fan. So when they came out with a Rick and Morty variation, I was like, must buy. Um, and so now I feel like Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty fans are like their target demographic. So that oh, 100%. Was good, like, 100%. And it was hilarious too because Pierre is like, am I ever going to see you without this thing on? And I was like, nope, no. say goodbye to seeing my shape ever again. <laughs> like, this is life now. <laughs> Maddie, you got to get out of the house. I know. <laughs> we got to take you out. We got to get you some heels. We got to get you some jeans, something. I literally have heels in my closet that are collecting dust. Like, haven't, <laughs> like, Going out, what's like that? I've worn heels a couple of times over the last like year, mm. and my my feet, the calluses or whatever it was, right. do not they're they're gone. It's like walking a block in them, and I was like, like no, nope. can't do this. I know all of our training on out the window. Remember when we used to wear like so heels like every night when we would go out for hours and yeah. hours of, on end? Can't do I that anymore. Dance in heels. 
crazy. How? How? The things that we do for beauty, it's, it's actually incredible. Yeah. Speaking of beauty, or rather lack thereof, um, let's talk about this week's um, And Just Like That episode. <laughs> I was actually thinking, I was like, you know who wears heels and she's great at it and I'm very impressed? Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know how she does it. How does she run in them? How does she run in them? How does she constantly wear them? She's still a fashion icon. Like, I feel like I'm, you know, 29 and can barely last maybe an hour out in heels mm-hmm. at most. This woman is like up and down at photo shoots at like, you know, getting filmed for, for just like that or whatever she's doing. Literally out in the streets of New York, paparazzi will take photos of her and she's just wearing heels constantly. I don't know. Yes. I don't get it. I don't know how y'all do it. Seriously. I will say the whole, the whole line. And then just like that, when she's like, oh, I walked from my apartment all the way to Columbia on like 115th street or 116th street. That is physically impossible. <laughs> not not to walk it. You could not do that in seven inch platform heels. I also I don't care who you are. You I can't. I love how they like shamed. What was it earlier in the show? Weren't they shaming Natasha because she was wearing flats? It's like oh, yes. she's wearing flats. How could she? And I was oh like, my gosh, you're right. What? <laughs> I was like, I'm over here. Like, let me try to find like the most comfortable fucking shoes <laughs> now that are still cute, well, you know, but. Well, not only that, but Natasha's 5'10". Remember, she was a model. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they were shitting on her. So, excuse me. (laughs) I appreciate that. As a seven-foot Amazonian, (laughs) you don't need to wear heels all the time. Flats are okay. Flats are definitely It's okay. okay. Yeah, and I love... But heels are really nice sometimes. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, every time I, like, walk through Nordstrom's or whatever, and I see some of these beautiful, like, Jimmy Choo's or Louis Vuitton's, I'm like, I can admire them. You know what I mean? And be like, I would love to wear these pair, or this pair, but at the end of the day, I'm also like, let's be reasonable here. Where am I going mm-hmm. where I would be wearing this? And how long do I need to be wearing it for? If I'm going to be going to like a, a show, like a theater show and I'm sitting down most of the time, why not? I can do that and still look cute. You know what I mean? Um, or if I'm going out to a dinner, but if you want me to like be able to withstand a long event, nah, we good. Comfort 100%. But then again, I'm like also the person Udi's. who's wearing the Udi. So <laughs> I feel like as like an article of clothing, not like, oh, I'm on the couch. You're like, mm-hmm. no, no, I put this on. This was a decision <laughs> that I made today. Um, no, I love heels and I feel like I just, I stare at them like online. I'm like, should I order them? Should I buy them? But they're just, where, where am I going? I live in LA. Yeah. Nobody wears, I mean, I feel like you could wear them, but yeah, it's just, it's, I feel like trends now are more like white sneakers. Oh, yeah. Combat boots. Yep. yep. Maybe a heel if you're going to like a wedding, but that's it. And then they're off within a couple of hours anyway. But anyway. then heels are also changing too. Like I feel like platforms in the sense of like the thicker like heel itself, which is typically more comfortable. Um, and then even the kitty cat heels are making a comeback. I hate a kitten heel. Hate. <laughs> I think they're so ugly. Wear a fucking flat. There's no need to try. Nobody thinks that you're wearing heels. They do nothing for your legs. No, I, There's no I point. can't. I, yeah. I really hate a kitten heel and a platform shoe. I don't hate. I think I would look like. No, I I, I would never wear them, and I think that's mostly just because I'm enormous. Like mm. I'm tall, and my feet are big. Ah, uh, so you're thinking. So like, in the mind, it would like make him look bigger. 
kind of like the illusion of it. What I was actually going to say is I would look like a lesbian from the seventies, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know know if I'm supposed to say that, but that's like what I think I would look like. There's nothing wrong with looking like that, but it's just not my aesthetic. It's definitely not your aesthetic. Not my thing. Um, anyway. Okay. So, and just like that, what do we think? Is this the final episode? No, there's still a couple more. Are you sure? Yeah. I think that there's still, I think it's like 10 episodes. And so this was episode seven. So we still have eight, nine and 10. Oh, I thought, I don't know why. I thought it was done. I was secretly <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, and just like that, I found a glimmer of hope. I thought that that was an okay way to end the season. And so I was yeah. like, oh, it must be the end. Praise. So interestingly enough, Pierre and I got into this, I don't want to say heated argument because, you know, we always like like to fight each other when it comes to our perspectives. It's just fire yeah. and, and earth signs. Um but like he was saying, he was like, well, it's a completely different show. That's why they didn't label it Sex in the City. And I was like, I understand that. But you're taking beloved characters and completely shifting who they are and what's it about. I was like, also the style of storyline and narrative telling, like storytelling is completely shifted too. I was like, mm-hmm. remember in Sex in the City, to your point in previous episodes, it's like it would be like a short storyline within an episode yeah. and it would be kind of like one and done, tied up with a bow, unless there were some like overarching themes similar to, you know, big. Yeah. Carrie having an affair or the whole Natasha thing would be over a couple of episodes. But now we're seeing literally a whole season mm-hmm. of like a multitude of problems being brought up that just like aren't fun and kind of going back to the whole. So I got Pierre to start watching Golden Girls with me. Fun facts. <laughs> um, lots of nostalgia for me, of course, because I used to watch it as a kid with my mom. That in Mama's house. I don't know if you ever watched that, but mm-hmm. um, I just I was like, you know, I know one of my main arguments has been that I think that it's just not catering to our demographic. It's catering to the people who watched Sex and the City when they were in their 30s, um, when it first came mm-hmm. out. And like that's why like it's evolving with problems that are typically related to people within that age group. But I kind of take that back a little bit, and I'll tell you why. Because as I was watching Golden Girls, I realized that this show is also talking about you know problems that are experienced at, at an older age group. But I still am attracted to the storylines and I'm still having a grand old time watching this. And and I think it's because, you know, it's short funny. and sweet. It's funny. And it's kind of like what they used to do in Sex and the City where it was like there was still that humor aspect that brought sort of the episode, even if it were a darker tone, would still bring it to a more relatable level. But like Golden Girls, it's funny. They still talk about darker topics. But, like, there's still resolution at the end of an episode. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's, like, things that I wouldn't have experienced, but they allow me to sit in it and allow me to feel what it would feel like if I were in their shoes. But I think it's the resolution piece that I'm missing out of it just like that. They're trying to make it – it's almost like trying to make fetch happen. Basically yeah. what I think you said in a previous episode. It's, yeah. like, trying to make fetch happen, and it's, like, it. it's not happening. So I, I- – I don't disagree with that. You know that I want them to go back to the old model. Look, it worked for them. It worked yeah. for Friends. It worked for Seinfeld. It, mm-hmm. it, like, it works. Yeah. And to, to Pierre's point, it's not the same show. They're not trying to make it the same show. But you can't just... You can't just ignore yeah. six, seven seasons of that. Of characters that we fell in of love characters. with. And I told Pierre, I was like, look, I understand that they're trying to like 
create this like evolution of identity, but you can't expect us to flip a switch and not actually elongate how this is happening. It's just happening in front of us and you expect us to believe it. Um, I will say, and I want to hear your perspective on this. So on social media, there's all of this hubbub about how Steve's storyline is disrespectful to the character. And people are like, bring justice to Steve. Oh my um, God. People need to get lives. Like, people, leave the house. <laughs> Who but has like, time for that? But a lot of people, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, this whole storyline of Miranda cheating. And you remember watching that scene on the bridge when they came together? and they decide to choose one another, right? Yes. And to see that completely, like you basically are shitting on a legacy storyline, but okay. But now it's like Steve's storyline itself, like he's not really having any type of character arc development at all. He apparently, you know, she's cheating on him and we haven't seen anything really play out in regards to that, like their relationship. Um, Yeah, I mean... I don't know if I'm like per se like justice for Steve because I'm not like so ingrained with his character overall, but I'm also like, it's interesting to me that people are also like, what are you guys doing to these characters that we used to love? Like clearly you guys are destroying them. Okay. So it's funny that you bring that up because as you know, I've been going back and rinsing my mouth watching all the old episodes. (laughs) And the one I was watching the other night was the one where, or the couple I was watching was when Miranda starts dating Robert, the next doctor that moved into her building. Yeah. And then, you know, at Brady's birthday party, they're in the laundry room or closet or something getting the cake ready, and that's when they, like, kiss, and they're like, oh, my God, we're meant to be together. Mm. And I feel like Steve, he's, like, a lovable character. Yep. But he was never... I don't think he was ever right for Miranda, and I feel that way because... He's kind of like a do-to-do. He's like, you know, like. Yeah, but it's like, don't you think, don't you think the women who are typically very well accomplished, and I think this goes back to like, for example, Kardashian and Pete Davidson, Kim and Pete, where it's like women who are typically very well accomplished in their lives typically want someone who's going to keep them more grounded and is more comical, like a foil to who they are. I think that's why I thought Miranda and Steve worked. Maybe, but I think that that's exactly what she hates about him. Like, if my mm-hmm. husband, like, the the scene, was it this week or was it last? I don't even know because I can't get through one episode in a <laughs> sitting. So I tend to, like, break it up. I watch, like, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 I opted to clean rather than finish this episode, like, Fair. while I was watching it. So um, when he's at the farmer's market and he, like, shows up and he's, like, all over the fucking place and, like, doesn't know what he's doing and is, like you told me that we were going to the other cantaloupe man or something and like getting yeah. all stressed out about that. And then he's like, Oh, forgot my wallet. Like, I don't know if they're trying to set it up that he has like, I don't know, dementia, something. I really hope to God not, but well, like they're basically saying, or the writers have said, or what I've read thus far is that, so the actual actor has had hearing loss. And so they're bringing his hearing loss into the show. That's why That's he's great. Like, which is, which is you fucking stupid. I know. And, and I agree to that too. Um, I also feel like they're, his character used to be more competent and like being able to handle situations a lot better. So to see him be in this state of like, I don't know what I'm doing. And like, I'm easily stressed. Like that just seems very off brand for who Steve is. And this is why I think people are like justice for Steve because none of this makes sense. I get, he's just a loser. Like, I'm not going to lie. I I don't, I don't not understand Miranda cheating. (laughs) 
Like, if your husband doesn't want to have sex with you, your husband doesn't even look at you, and he's dumb, like, you can't even have a conversation with the guy? Come on. I'd be eating ice cream on the couch with you, too. Like, yeah. I, I, I think that, I think that they're trying to make it like more acceptable that she's cheating on him because like, what else is there to do? He is like, uh, again, like, duh. Like, that's just what I think of what I think of Steve now. Yeah. But I think that's because they, they've intentionally destroyed his character. That No, I don't think he ever to. had depth. Mm, I would like, I would actually digress from that. Cause if you really. Yeah, because, like, he went and, like, opened up his own bar, and, like, he's been ambitious in his own way, and he has excelled in a lot of ways. And I feel like he is very, um, in the show. Well, he's emotional to some degree, but I also think he's, like, he's kind of a take charge kind of guy in a lot of ways with things, where he will give Miranda... Watch some of the episodes. If you Miranda's bitch. Mm, I think he gives her a lot of space to be who she needs to be, but in a lot of ways, he will stand his ground on things too. And he like also is like, look, Miranda, like this is just the way that it is. Or like, look, like you need to stop like walking all over me. You can't just like keep, you know, like I've seen him in moments where I just don't think like, yes, there's a softness that he has when it comes to Miranda. I agree to that. But I just don't think it's what they're portraying in the show now. Like now it's like he's just very passive and a loser. I mean, a loser can be defined as like several things. So I'm trying to get specific in the sense of like, it's not attractive being with a guy who doesn't know how to be assertive, I think. And doesn't know how to navigate situations and get so like flustered and stressed out over something so silly. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I've been watching it and I'm like, Ooh, come on. You left a hot doctor. Oh yeah. That guy was hot. That actor too. So hot. So nice. Loved her. Was good for her. Was on her level. Mm. Again, Steve is nice, but like, I don't know. I just I feel like she was always out of his league, and now that's catching up to them because she's like, "Hey, look at me! I'm growing. I'm going back to school. I'm getting another degree. Yeah. I'm going to help people." But I don't necessarily oh, by the think way, it's I'm- like out of league. I think it's. I mean, that's why the whole like sexuality question is being brought into play, right? It's just like she's not into men. <laughs> Well, yes, but <laughs> but she tried. She tried. I know. She tried to sleep with him, and he, like, didn't know what to do. I mean, that was are, a I very weird fucking scene. Like, you mean to very tell me weird. you could put it down, like, however many years ago when you were, like, digging her down, and all of a sudden you forgot how to, like, finger your wife? That is yeah. just strange. That was, like, bizarro world. Am I doing this right? The fuck, Steve? What? Like, it doesn't saying, make making him sense. A loser. It Look, doesn't I'm not make sense. He's a loser. I'm saying that the writers have made him a oh, loser. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The right, it's all of, so, this is what I mean by, like, I don't like the way that they're taking the characters and completely transforming them so they can just make the storyline go on the way they want it to. But for us, it's, like, no consistency. I don't Do you know. know. How to I'm fucking not, finger I'm not your a, wife? I'm not. Like, I'm sorry. That part really, like, fucked me up. He was like, am I doing it right? And I just, I had to pause. It was so weird. And I just went off. And Pierre was just cackling. I was like, you mean to tell me, like, how many years was it that they hadn't had sex for? Like, six years? I think she said, I think she said two. Oh, maybe it was two. Jesus Christ. Maybe I'm making that up. Yeah. I think in my head I'm making it, like, a little spicier than it probably is. But even two years. But you mean to tell me that you forgot how to finger your wife? Okay. Cool. I, like, so well, weird. So weird. I, it's just it's stupid. 
But I look, I give Miranda credit. You're trying to make it work with your husband. You're trying to do the right thing. But I think at the end of the day, Steve has become a loser mm. and Miranda needs to just like move on and do what she needs Fair. to do for herself. Because Fair. I would rather see her like be a grown up mm. and be like, Steve, this isn't working and move on and then I don't know, figure out what she's going to do. Be with Che, don't be with Che. Also, going back to the whole, let's stop trying to be so relevant that, oh, I've done a lot of weed. I can't remember what I did yesterday. Oh, my God. No, you ghosted her. Hard eye roll. The hardest eye roll. So corny. It's like if you like someone, like if you like someone, it doesn't matter like how much weed you smoked. You're going to remember that the person that you liked, who's going to create sort of these like feelings in you when you notice that they DM'd you, like you're going to remember that and be like, oh, that's right. I have to get back to this person. Yes. And also I know a lot of people who are functional who can remember what they did yesterday. That smoke. Like, Thank I don't you. know. I think that's annoying. <laughs> anyway. Whatever. And it was funny too, because I was so, smoking when I was watching that too. And I was like, this is the dumbest fucking like excuse I've ever heard in my life. Mm. Dad. <laughs> it's so bad. So bad. Um, okay. So. Oh, wait, I hear you. Oh, wait, could you not hear me before? No, I do, but I hear you. you I guess they don't have to be charged. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I don't know what's going on. Okay, okay. so. Um, so I'll tell you some of my thoughts about some of the things. So I kind of like the okay. beginning shot of this episode where it was yes. like her at the window. I would probably say it's one of my mm-hmm. fave shots. And I love those shots that are very reminiscent of the shots that we would see in Sex in the City. Um, and I think it's the only yes. part of the show that has a redeeming quality. But I will say right. both Pierre and I were like, oh, the comp is like pretty bad at some point. Like you could tell that the lighting was off because they're like comping comp? the scene. So basically it's like when you take, so she was probably like in a gr- green room, like a, there was like a, a green so screen behind So it was a facade. Her. Exactly. And what they do is they probably created it in visual effects and they just like comped her into the scene by like compositing her. So basically getting like an outline of her and putting it in the scene. No, 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 no. I saw like a picture of it. She was actually in, she was behind the window. Like behind the scenes photo? No. Yeah. I'll show you. Hold on. Because the lighting is very off. So probably what they did is they filmed it and then they had the outside be filmed as something else so they could get the level of detail. And what they did is they like comped her in, but the lighting was really off. Let me show you. I have to find it. I have to find it, but I will show you. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if what you're saying is what it is or what it's not, but um, I will. Anyway, I'll show you later. Okay. But it was actually, I really did enjoy it, though. I will say. Yeah, I some did, of too. The, some of the nods are nice. Um, yeah. Can we talk about, though, Seema being at the table with the other ladies? Like, I am really over it. I hate it. I'm really over it. There was no real introduction to Miranda or to Charlotte. She was just there at the table. Kind I of know, like the same cognitive besties. Yeah. It's the same cognitive dissonance that I had when I saw Anthony at the table with Carrie and Miranda. No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. Oh, here we go. Sorry. I'm, I'm literally trying to find it. So look. <laughs> here, look. Wait. Oh, that's not it. It was like a behind-the-scenes shot where they they show you how they recorded it. Oh, here. Oh, God. But you see, she's actually there. Yeah, but they're in a studio, though. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I know, but I'm saying it wasn't like she's yeah, not so, so like screen. that's okay, yeah, so that's basically so they have the studio there with a facade, but what I'm saying is the outside is in visual effects, so they're comping her into a completely different oh, scene. Oh, okay, got it, fine, yeah, fine, okay, anyway. Um, so that's um, why the lighting okay, is off so, because it's like the different seasons and there's different light coming from different angles, yes. and so that's okay. why it looked a little off, okay. Yeah. So, yes, I feel, I feel like they're like their budget's a little low for this series, <laughs> considering the fact that they used a green screen for an apartment that yeah. Chris was buying. And also, what was the The apartment's gone now? She sold it? Also, no, you don't just sell a house. Capital gains, my friend, doesn't work like that. Well, also, she probably has a really good tax lawyer and accountant who helps her. No, you have to live in a house. It's your primary residence for two years or else you... Anyway, whatever. I'm just saying. Plot hole. Plot hole. Plot hole. Okay. And it just, like, feels like there was so much effort into that. And you know what I mean? For what? And now she's living in this apartment that she said she didn't want to go back to? Whatever. Okay. This is what I mean by inconsistencies. Like, this is... Yeah, it's it's littered without... Also, I found out the writers are doing a podcast now, like, to talk about behind the scenes, why they did what they did. And I was just, like, cackling. I was, like, probably because they've gotten so much pushback about what's been happening that they're now having to validate why they made the choices that they made, Um, which is crazy. I'll listen to that and let you know what I think. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, yeah. So, Seema, I agree. It was really awkward. The way that they're, like, trying to fill this void of the fourth seat being open. Yeah. and Very weird because they do. They could literally just it have, like, Stanford. the three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was Versus just Stanford, who kept getting his seat hit by the door. Remember? At the, yeah. In, like, the first episode? Mm-hmm. Then it was Anthony, which was just awkward. Then it was yeah. Seema. And then they're probably going to have LTW at some point. Yes. Who I really want to see more of. I agree. I really love her character. Um, and I think that they're, like... Seeing this episode where she was having like that conflict with her husband, I thought was really comical. Yeah. Um, and was a little bit reminiscent of some of the sex in the city style type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. I feel like we need more of her character and I would actually prefer learning more about her character than I hate to say this Naya's like Naya, I feel like is, yeah. I don't really get why she's getting her own storyline and she we're also seeing her off screen from the other ladies, right? Like LTW, her story progresses along with Charlotte's. Seema's story progresses with um, Carrie, but Naya's the only one whose story progresses without any of the other characters, which I find interesting. Why are they doing that? It's just so awkward. Yeah. Naya, yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. Like I said, they were in school. She's her professor. Now they're friends. Are they does she still go to school? Why don't we see that? What's happening? Are you allowed to be friends with your professor? I don't know. I have a lot of questions. The, the, yeah, the whole the whole car accident thing, weird. Anyway, or the I, when she I was will, driving. Oh yeah. I will say I think this goes back to like how the writers were so used to a very specific style with Sex in the City that now we're seeing this like massive disconnect where they're trying to change it to like a long form storytelling across the yeah. season. And they're just not, not executing well. It's just not working. Yeah. Go back to what y'all know, please. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Okay. Ugh. So, Naya, uh, don't understand. Wait, the whole tennis scene. <laughs> what was that? And the whole Charlotte refusing to say sorry to Harry. I, I didn't get that, that either. Like, and it's like, oh, what? women are meant to say, like, we're supposed to, like, bend over and say sorry all the time. And sorry, not sorry. And I was like, what? I think that was, like, another, like wannabe woke moment and I was like this isn't working I will say I really loved the whole 
like her and Harry fighting LTW and her husband seeing it and then the reverse happening. And I was like, oh, that's like very sex in the city theme-ish, right? Now they're going to think we're that couple, which I thought was comical. But I also just didn't understand why the fight was going the way that it was. And we didn't really get a resolution either for that. Yeah, I I also feel like she's apologizing for the wrong things, right? The point Mm -hmm. should be, I'm not going to apologize for hitting or for someone hitting me, but I'm going to apologize to my husband when I took him out on a tennis court. I don't know. I just feel like you're teaching bad manners now and I don't want my kids watching that ever. I mean, if I had a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, Yeah. I thought that was weird. What was that about? Is it just about like Charlotte's getting her voice back? Maybe we'll see more of that. It felt very like, but it's like, it doesn't make sense. It's once again, it's a filler like concept. It's like, okay, well, are you trying to make this comedic and sort of like a comedic release within this episode? So then give us some sort of like comical resolution potentially or up the comedy in some way, but to like see this happen and be like, what is its purpose within the show? Like, are we going to see it as part of, like, a longer arc within the season? Or is this just going to be, like, another bullshit attempt of, like, let's just include this to include it, but it's really, it has no place in the episode? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's weird. Wait, hold on. Sorry. We forgot to talk about, I would say, the single most important part of her episode. Her date. The fact that they're forcing her to date again. That that's how they brought it into the storyline. Is she going to go out on a date with this guy? I feel like we're the book publisher. Like, the book publisher was us, like, in how we're feeling about it. And just like that, where it's just like, oh, you know, it's like... It's kind of like how we feel watching the fucking show. Like, yeah, it's a little bit dark. Like, we need to see some kind of glimmer of hope. And in my head, I was, like, thinking, I was like, yeah, we need some comedy. Like, please, like, give us what we actually love about the fucking something. show. Something. Yeah. Um, but, but, but that whole thing, like, I feel like, okay, the first thing out of your mouth is my husband died. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's actually what happens once you're a widow, widower. I don't know. I just feel like, once again, I would have preferred to have seen Carrie dating from the beginning of this show and it be about her journey throughout that. Like, I felt like that would have been better suited for this show. Yes. Um, and what's happening like now is died like, off screen or something, or there was like a flashback, but it wasn't exactly. like, let's go through this whole, I mean, Carrie I still feel sorry for herself. I kind of am okay if they had the first two episodes where we got to like see that. Cause I feel like that was actually the best part of this show was sort of right. the emotional impact of seeing that happen. But then it should have been immediately after like time has passed and she's still dealing with her grief. Like let's go through like various dates so we can like see her, you know, go through that experience while also coping with her grief. Like I felt like that would have been very doable and then have the side stories of the other characters be yeah. sort of the comical release that we need. But instead, it's like we're seven episodes in, and finally she's gone on her first date. Oh, God. She's gone on her first date, and it went horribly. Yeah. They both fucking puked their stomachs out. What would you do if you were on a date, regardless if it's first date, 27th date, Mm. and somebody, like, literally just projectile vomited in the street? That was also so graphic. I was like, no, I don't need to see that go on for a solid 18 seconds. graphic. Um, I will say Pierre was cackling and he decided to rewind it because he was like, this is like too crazy. It was too wild. Um, I, if it were a first date, I mean, I think for me it would be a turnoff if it were like a first date versus like, let's say a 27th because clearly we've been together for a while and I would be able to be like, okay, this is a one-off situation where you took your alcohol consumption to like 
way above the limit. But if it's a first date and you do that, where I feel like first dates is like testing the water, so you don't want to get too crazy, um, and you still went overboard with your alcohol consumption, not knowing your limits, I'd be like, okay, so you don't know your limits, therefore I don't think that that's a desirable trait. I want someone who, you know, is able to decipher that. Yeah, but I also think like being on your first date after losing your husband or your wife to can't you know to something. Well, then I still them. wouldn't be okay with that because that tells me that you're drinking to cope, meaning that you have some stuff that you haven't resolved yet. So why would you continue dating? Yeah. I wouldn't want to date you. You know, like deal with your yeah. stuff that you got to deal with. That's fine. You you don't need to start dating if you're not ready for it. That's how I feel. Okay, fine. I mean, fine. what about you? How would you go about it? I have no idea. I think that would be really fucking weird. But someone projectile, like if someone projectile vomited in front of me, I would then. Pers- so did she? Yeah. Let's not forget that Carrie projectile vomited on top, on top of him too. Uh, no, but I think so she's a judgy little bitch. She is a judgy bitch, but I also think it was his vomit that then spiraled. Because you know how like some people, it's like when they see other people vomit, like they then feel like they need to vomit. I feel like you're one of those people. Yes. Right? Me? Yeah. No. Oh, I thought we talked I don't about really this. Want to see you vomit? No. Oh, I thought at we the bachelorette party this. last week, one of the girls projectile vomited all over my bathroom, and I was like, "Okay, just get it <laughs> out, bro. What you gonna do?" No, I don't. No, no, I'm fine. Um, I don't want to see it. I'd rather not. I'd rather not clean it. Like, fair enough. Yeah, but it happens. You know, what are you gonna do? Um, I don't want to touch it. Like, if you vomit on me, I might vomit. That's a different situation. But yes. Um. Yes. Yeah. So okay, that was. Weird. The, what do you think about the fact that she's giving him another date? What do you think about the whole awkwardness of her nobody wanting to bid on Carrie, oh, the sex writer? God, that was mortifying. Mortifying. Is that, is that even like a good like raffle gift prize? I mean, I'll be honest, I was part of this, um, you know, I studied abroad and they were also doing an auction to raise funds for, um, the program that we were in, which was like part of the TV program for the university I was at. Um, and they were like, yeah, like Maddie, we'd like love to have you be part of it. I was like, yeah, sure. What does this entail? They're like, oh, we'd auction you off. And I would be like, nope, no, 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 no. I'm good. Thank you. (laughs) I would rather not. I will help in any other which way. I will not put myself in that situation. Um, yeah, I don't know why she agreed to that. Um, I also think it seems very like not Carrie to agree to that. Also, it was just awkward. Um, and I don't think it would like lent to the, like, it wasn't comical either. Like if it was more comedic, sure. But like, this was just mortifying, like plain mortifying. Um, the fact that she gave him another chance for a date, I was like, okay, that's cute. I was like, sure. Um, but yeah, I don't think I would have had the patience, the kindness. Maybe I would just be like, mm, "No, I'm good." See, I think I think if he was like, "Look, that's embarrassing," but you vomited too. Yeah, I really want to get to know you. Yeah. At the very least, they can understand what the other one's going through to a degree. I don't know. I'd like to think that I would be like, "Let's hang out again." Doesn't yeah. have to be a date. Maybe we're just friends. Maybe we cope together. Yeah. That's a fair point. Um, also, Pierre was uh, making note because I'm still gung ho that the podcast manager producer guy, like there has to be something happening there. And he was like, he was like, oh my God, we're on episode seven. And he's like, I don't think you're right with your prediction. He was like, even though it makes sense to me. I was like, yeah, I don't think any of this show is supposed to make sense. 
Like your no, prediction I mean, about the doctor, like her dating him, <laughs> made sense to me. But like, yeah. here we are. Here we are. Diwali. Nothing happened. It was the it was the name of the episode, and it was a uh, six like two minute, minutes. Is that? Yeah, I it maybe was less. Wild to me. I don't know. I don't understand that. Um, yeah, no, to that point, we haven't even, she doesn't even talk about the podcast anymore. Like, this is the yeah. other thing, right? Miranda doesn't talk about the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. no, sorry about school. Carrie barely talks about the podcast, unless it's in the context of Che. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened to Rock? Haven't heard about Rock in mm-hmm. an episode and a half at this point. Like, And that's like a big story fucking line. This is what I mean by like, they're trying the long form and it's not working out for them. Yeah, it's like. It's not. It's. Yeah, like if they would have closed the closed the books on all of those things before, it would have felt better. But now it's like, okay, so what was the point of like investing three and a half episodes in the podcast? Mm-hmm. Well, and and like rock. So Charlotte's just cool. Everything's copacetic and kosher. And now Charlotte and Harry are fighting over who says sorry. That's literally where it's we're so at. Weird. It's so weird. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand the point. Like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I'm just. Like, I'm trying to have an optimistic outlook on hopefully maybe the next three episodes are going to tie up some knots, but I think I am going to be disappointed. Um, yeah. And I hate to say it, but like this show, what I really hoped for it is just, it's not happening. And honestly, I would prefer to watch reruns of, of Golden Girls than stick it out. Or Sex in the City. Or Sex in the City, the originals, like... Such good yeah. content. Sure, some of it wasn't PC, but like these characters that we loved and the script but also, writing, no one was PC. Nothing was PC. Nothing back then, was PC. Right? Back so it was a reflection yeah. of the times. Exactly. It was just different storyline. I also think, you know, Carrie and Big, like it was about them and their love and seeing that evolve and turn to what it turned into. Like that was a big part of the storyline. And yeah. to see that Big isn't even referenced anymore. Actually, I will say the one thing that's starting to really piss me off with Carrie is the fact that she's playing the dead husband card. She's like, my husband died. My husband died. My husband oh, died. Yeah, like no. for everything now. And in this I, episode in particular, it was just like, she said it like five different times. Wait, I was so happy when Anthony goes, that's the last one of those that you get. Where mm-hmm. you get one more of those. I was like, thank God, like, look, again, I'm not saying that you don't have a right to grieve. I'm not saying that she, you know, can't feel sorry for herself. What I am saying is that you can't, you can only hold the other people around you to, like, to be as miserable as you and to, like, do your bidding for so long. Because, again, they're all going through their own shit. And is it death? In this case, no. But she's got to stop. You also, like, stop being a shitty person. Like, that's really exactly. making her a shitty person. Like, just because you've lost someone, we've all lost someone. Don't get me wrong. Like, I understand in the sense of, like, the grief that one deals with and copes with and you want to have a supportive network around you. But there's only a certain limit to how shitty you can be when you're dealing with yeah. your own stuff to other people around you. Like, your friends have been supportive and there for you in a lot of ways. And you are not reciprocating in any way, which shape or form. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And like, she yelled at Miranda instead of being like, Miranda, let's talk about why you're cheating. Yeah. She, you know, like... She doesn't even know about the whole Charlotte, what she's going through. Yep. Even Seema. That whole Seema being like, you're fucking insensitive about this. That lasted all of 10 seconds. Like, I don't know. I need to see more of that. I need to see a little bit more checking Carrie. She's not likable. I just feel like as this show goes on more and more, to your point, and I know you said this before, like, I don't really like Carrie. Like, we are starting to see habits and characteristics of a character we used to love. We don't really love her anymore. No, like, there's nothing to love. She's annoying. Yeah. She's obnoxious. She's a brat. Mm-hmm. She's 
she's just mean. Yeah. And then I think I sent you like the, I think I sent you the meme or something, or it was like a link, you know, our favorite news source, BuzzFeed, um, (laughs) where it was like all of the times that the girls were really mean to Samantha. Oh yeah. Did I send it to you? And I'm like, oh my God, that is so true. I would say Charlotte and Carrie, less so Miranda, straight up said some really like fucked up things to Samantha where, where they were just like, you're a whore. Oh, and I was watching an episode and they were like, um, Charlotte was talking about getting pregnant and how much, you know, how many times her and Trey had had sex without a condom. And she's like, that's a lot of semen, you know, good semen or something. And then Carrie looks at Samantha and is like, well, is it? Like, you would know. And it's just like, why are, like, they're just mean. Anyway, they're mean girls. I don't like them. I'm over them. I think that, you know, this, they have destroyed what yeah. Sex and City was in my head, which is yeah. very depressing. So maybe I need to start watching the Golden Girls. Um, oh, yeah. A couple Golden more Girls episodes left. So yeah, a couple of episodes left. We're gonna we're gonna stick it through. Yeah, we are. I just I think it's just disappointing because it's like a shit smear. It's kind of like how I felt after watching Game of Thrones when they had the last season. And I was like, wow, this is a shit smear on shit smear on the legacy of what that yeah. was. This is what's happening here. Where you know, movie two, I was like, oh, okay, guys, but like it was still in line. Money with grabby, what, but it's but still it's in line grabby. with like what we loved about the characters. Um, and now with this, it's. I mean, I understand why there's a halt on season two, because I don't think anybody is really gung-ho for what this show's become. No, and they're going to blame the whole Chris Knott thing. But let's be real. If they really believed in the show, again, what he did was disgusting, but he's paying the price, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think that that would really keep them from... Because they could say, we killed him off. He's not on the show. We took him out of any additional scenes, whatever. If they really... No, I mean, I would say they couldn't delete him from previous show but anyway whatever like he's gone he's not associated with the show anymore right yeah his character's not so i feel like if they wanted they could really they could parlay this into season two but i think they're just gonna blame it because they know it's actually a dumpster fire and it's just sad to me it's really like it was a show that we all adored and loved and to see it be morphed into this like you said dumpster fire of inconsistencies of the storyline inconsistencies in sort of the evolution of these characters inconsistency in how certain characters are being introduced and included in the group inconsistencies and even some of like these minor storylines yeah um and then also like there's no like resolution to a lot of these too yeah it's just like we we just Decided to forget that. Yeah, we're just going to gloss going over through. this. Yeah, yeah, and so I think to your point with the whole like resolution and the old model of like thirty minutes, we're going to tell a story in thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like in, they're trying the long the long game, mm-hmm. but they're forgetting about what they, like the plans yeah. that they laid and the seeds that they planted, and it's just like okay, we're just supposed to make assumptions about what happened. Yeah. And I feel like we're coming up and theorizing a lot better than how it's playing out. And I think that's the most frustrating thing. How many many storylines did we have? So many. That would have been better. So many. So many. Um, And none of them have come to to fruition in any way, shape, or form. And I'm just over here like we would have been better writers for this show in all honesty. Well, Samantha in London, here we come. Samantha in London, um, here we come. I bet you Catral is just laughing her ass off. She was like, good thing I did not join this. No, I wonder. I wonder. I know that she had said, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. I'm not reprising my role. Mm-hmm. I wonder 
if she read the 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 scripts the premise mm. no because I was gonna say I wonder if she read the script and was like hell no but now I'm like wait a second that wouldn't necessarily make sense because they would have had to rewrite the entire thing like that would be very well, stupid to write maybe an they series. created like a pilot of what this would be and they like had it in mind with her included and they sent it to her and then when she said fuck no they then had to rewrite yeah. everything Maybe. I mean, I really hope for Who her knows? At the end of the day, say. she's probably like, thank God. Her agent is probably like, thank God. Thank um, God. I mean, honestly, at Netflix, y'all should just fund Samantha in London for reals. <laughs> but could they? They'd have to go through HBO and like fight them for the rights. No, because like what would the rights be just for Samantha as a character? Isn't that IP? Well, I guess it depends. I mean, we could also just, like, do... Depends on how much they reference. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. they would probably have to go through Warner, Warner Media, which owns um, HBO. Or HBO could just do it. They'd be like, fucking just like that, and let's do Samantha in London. Why not? I mean, hey, they just canceled a a pilot for a Game of Thrones thing that cost them, like, a million fucking dollars. Like, Warner Media, y'all got money. Just fund Samantha London. I promise you, if you have a similar writing story, similar writing style to Sex in the City, it will do phenomenally well. It'll be a success. Our favorite character, hands down, I think we've, like, realized through this reboot has and always will be Samantha. And the fact that she isn't in it is, I think, what's killing this show. So... Yeah, just well, that's right. But. Oh, and like, let's like introduce Samantha and Seema because I think that would be a hoot. I don't know. I think that they're like they would cut their their personalities would. What's the word? Like they would butt heads. You think they would clash? Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think there's room for two of them. But like, Seema I think isn't the reason Samantha. why we like Seema is because she's strong. She's a strong character, and and I feel like I yeah I don't know. I think it would be interesting to see that like dynamic though. But like, like I mean, I it said, would be badass, but I don't know. Anyway, like, we hate the show. <laughs> hey, Bring look, I'm I'm waiting for Carry the next it over yourself. I also, mean, sorry. Also, the whole Stanford thing. Sorry, I was really like we we gotta go. Like we gotta wrap this up. But Anthony's like talking about sleeping with another. Like he's just over it. He's oh, just yeah. over it. Yeah. Your husband ups and leaves you and writes you a note on a fucking post-it note. Hello, burger. Um, Does it also take just like, a while cool. for, like, divorce paperwork to be signed, filed, and done? Like, Especially people who have that kind of money, right? Like, I don't know. Again, inconsistencies. Go back to the model that you know that works well for you. You should not be yeah. trying to, like, drag out a story. If you're going to drag out the story, finish the story. Yeah. I think what they should have done, like, another idea is, like, to kind of keep in line with the sex in the city stuff is maybe they should have like kept it to like a story fit within the 30 minutes or however many minutes these and just like that episodes yeah. are but then maybe since They're they like want an hour oh well an hour of fluff and bullshit clearly but they should maybe like dedicate like each one to like a character so we actually get like development a little bit more and yeah. we get a resolution to the storyline for a yeah, fucking example um, because this like interweaving and bobbing for things that we're supposed to like think of long term across this like long form, it's just hard. And especially considering that they're not even keeping up with it in their writing throughout that yeah. show. Like how are we supposed to be invested? All right. Yeah. Anyway. On that note. On that note. On that note uh, we'll we'll keep watching. We'll keep yeah. watching for you so you don't have to. 
My eyes <laughs> might bleed out of my face, but we'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, we'll be fine. And, we'll get through it. And just like that, we're done with today's episode. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic in the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye. <laughs>